Hello everyone and welcome to the Get Clean Podcast. This is episode 37 and I'm your host Khalil Sharat. In this episode, I will be interviewing Christoph, Lexi, and Jackson from the Instagram page Conjugate Lab. Uh, Jackson is a last year on his way to becoming a physical therapist, an FRC practitioner, and uses the conjugate system with athletes. Lexi and Christoph both use the conjugate system with their various amount of athletes. Both of them work at EFTC in Chicago. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Now, let's get clean. Yo, yo, y'all good? Damn, third. Okay, still can't talk. Can you hear me? I, Christoph, can you hear me? Can yeah, I can. He- I can hear both you guys. At- I can hear you, Jackson. I don't hear. Lexi. He's not in here yet. Okay, you can. You can hear me then. That's good. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to hear you now. Yeah. <clears throat> Might be all good. Yeah, we good? yeah. Come on. Come good? on. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. I'm clapping at work right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't nobody get off the right. Wi-Fi that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be sure, you can hear me because there's right, not a, right. a blue circle next to my name. Okay, good. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Um, let's just go down the line. Christoph, tell me, uh, you know, who you are, what you do. Yeah, all that. so uh, my name's Christoph. Um, <clears throat> I guess we were at uh, – so I'm employed through EFT, uh, Sports Performance. You know Jacob. You had Jacob on, so um, – I yeah, yeah, Jacob Ross? Ross. I never actually worked with him. Wait, wait, what do you mean EFT? Uh, it's a sports performance gym in Chicago. Oh, oh, the one yeah, he so used to I, work at. I worked there. I think I started okay. working uh, right after he left, actually. Um, okay. But, yeah, so I'm employed by EFT Sports Performance. And then we were uh, contracted to train this high school, Carmel Catholic, um, in mm. Mundelein. Like, it's a little bit up north towards the border of Wisconsin. Um, and, yeah, we've we've been training there. Um, unfortunately we didn't get that contract renewed, uh, due to, due to COVID mm. and everything. And there's a bunch of other shit that went down with it, but yeah. And now we're just working at the facility. All three of you. I am. And Lexi is, uh, I'm, oh, okay. I don't, I okay. think Jackson's just going to PT school, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm no longer working for EFT, but I, I've been there on and off okay. for about, almost a decade. Not currently anymore. Okay. Now the conjugate lab, that's all three of you though? Yes. It was yeah, that, more it like was, Christoph's what is that? now, but it was like a it started because we were all working together at Carmel. Yeah. So yeah. so oh, okay. so the reason we started it all was when I took over, uh as the, so I was the first one there. So I took over and I had about two, three kids that were interested in lifting so i you know social media mm-hmm. all these kids are fucking crazy over social media so i just started posting the kids on social media that just kind of spiraled we got more kids and lexi lexi you know joined and she took over like all those girl sports so yeah we were rolling towards the end yeah seriously 
Okay. So, Lexi, um, what do you so do now? So, I'm Sam Bodis Christoph. I started at EFT in 2018, I believe. Um, and Carmel was where mm-hmm. I started. So, that was kind of where I was introduced to Westside, the conjugate method, because that's what they were doing when I got there. Um, okay. And then, okay. like Christoph said, we just slowly started building <clears throat> up the amount of kids we were working with. Um, and it kind of became like a madhouse up there, but it was like, it was organized chaos, <clears throat> I guess you could say. Um, yeah. And then that contract didn't get, getting ended up, uh, didn't get uh, renewed. So we're both just at EFT now. I do a little bit like adults and uh, all that fun stuff, but it's not the same, but we're there. No. <laughs> and then Jackson, you said you're just doing PT yeah, school right I'm now? Currently in school. I First year of school, I tried to help out a little bit over at the high school when Christoph and Lexi were still over there. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a Carmel mm-hmm. Catholic graduate, so I went there in high school and <clears throat> I actually was the first person there where we were EFT subcontracted to Carmel. Uh, a guy, one of our, one of our mentors, mm. Jacob Ross, I believe you had him on a podcast. Him and I got the program situated. Yes. Jacob left and that's uh, Jacob and I left. And then a year later, that's when Christoph took over. And that's when I started working back at Carmel again. And we just, uh, Jacob Ross is actually the guy that introduced me to conjugate and I've been practicing that for about five, six years now. And it just happened to align that when Christoph and I both got at Carmel Catholic high school, we were both guys that are uh, researching, practicing and into conjugate. And then we were just decided to implement it with the kids. Mm. What, what are some things that you guys have, like when you first started using conjugate that you may have changed. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, they first start out and they kind of go, you know, all in with like how Louie trains some of his athletes or how Louie has talked about the system. But I, I think I realize a lot more people that, especially the further they are like, Oh, the people that never been to Westside, it's a lot different, you know, like how Jared or, or, yeah. uh, or bird or, or Blake, like it's, you know, there's more sprinting. There's more maximal jumping, you know, like all that. There's not a lot of pure one rep maxes. It's more like two, three, fours, and five. So, like, what are some things that you may have started and then you, like, went away from or stuff that you just plugged so in and took toward, stuff out? Towards the end, uh, I mean, we had maybe, like, four or five teams that were very consistent, like, three to four days a week. I mean, towards the end, we started getting mm-hmm. into, like, the twos and threes, which I wish we kind of, right. especially for upper days, implemented faster because, you know – yeah. That one rep max on that that upper day, in my opinion, isn't really enough volume. Yeah. So we started, yeah. and I know Lexi does it too. And I started, um, I started doing like down sets after twos and threes for upper days uh, yeah. for the younger guys, yeah. more twos and threes for uh, lower days. And we had a fucking jump mat. Mm. We didn't use it as much in the beginning. Towards the end, right when. Uh, quarantine hit we were using that thing almost every day but yeah fuck i wish we would have mm-hmm. taken advantage of that but besides that <laughs> yeah and probably some more sprinting we could have done that a lot better but in 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 our defense we had what do you how, how big do you think the weight room was, was maybe what 
I don't know. Seven hundred seven hundred, eight hundred yeah. square feet. Yeah, it was pretty small. <laughs> and that was it. it and we had about sixty huh. to seventy kids in there an yeah. hour. So it was what you guys have for nothing, but yes, yeah. At the Just beginning, <laughs> rusty barbells and rusty racks and benches that were falling apart. Dumbbells. <laughs> uh, there was bands, but they were broken. Half of them. Yeah. So it was. I mean, we definitely <laughs> became very creative, and like we found ways to make it work and set up bell squats and all that stuff. And but it was it was tough at the beginning for sure. Yeah, it was um, – but, I mean, towards the end when we left, we had uh, – they actually gave us a budget for once, and we bought five reverse hypers, six GHRs, uh, bands, chains, camera bars, football bars, more sleds. We were rolling towards the end. Yeah. So what happened to all that equipment <laughs> once you guys <laughs> Dude. the contract? They, they built Let's a new weight room. Let's talk got, about it. We got rid of all that equipment. <laughs> they built a – how much was the weight room? They got rid of all that equipment. So, so yeah. So, so if you want to get into specific, specifics, let's talk about it. So, oh, no. We're as long as you can't get in trouble. Oh, yeah, I like, the, I like the heat. I like right, that heat. So, let's go. So what happened <laughs> What happened was when the contract was ending, we hit, we hit Lexi and I put together a presentation. Really, Lexi did it. Um, and from what I heard, everyone really liked the presentation from what our boss told us, but the mm. people that are, are in there now underbid us for the contract. And then they donated $500,000 for a new weight uh-huh. room. So uh, in our shit. eyes, Damn. how the, like, how the fuck can we compete yeah. with that? You know what I mean? That's Illinois born right. and joint Institute. Yeah. It's a very, a, a, it's a very popular and large orthopedic hospital um across the northern illinois north northern chicagoland region so the school they already had some sponsorships and partnerships with them it was more of like a mutual Mm. end to us there um they were they already made up in their mind in my opinion at which direction they're going to go into yeah i mean that's no go ahead well is that oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say um was that like those, you know, hospital type of people just in their ears saying, you know, they don't need to be doing reverse no, hypers and they, all that shit. They, have, they need to be doing, you know, what we deem as necessary. Right now, they so actually not, bought the dual. Yeah. They got nice shit up in there. Oh, really? Oh. Damn. They got the inverse curl and shit, too? But still, it's. If we had that weight room, we would be fucking doing damage. Funny side note. So what are the kids doing? Uh, How are they performing this I'm, year? I'm training a kid right now that he's doing football right there, and he, he was telling me that the coaches don't let the kids use the reverse hypers without weight for, like, the first two, three weeks. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so these <laughs> Fuck me. What a fucking waste. I got Dude, fucking women that start terrible. with 70, 80 pounds. Terrible. Fucking shit. These kids hit me up <laughs> all the time, so – uh, what was it last week? They had a they had a basketball workout, so they did they did trap bar deadlifts, trap bar deadlifts, hmm, thirty seconds, uh, followed by <laughs> followed by split squat jumps, fifteen each okay, leg. Bullshit. <laughs> get that two inch off the ground, actually. Yeah, I'll get you windmill right there, baby. <laughs> I just like the mount, like the. No, just, is it me? Oh, sorry, that go, go, go. It was just like 
it's just like it's a punch to the face. Every time I mean? we talk about it, it like makes me so angry. Like yeah. it makes my blood boil. <laughs> All that money is mm-hmm. going to the wrong place. I, there's there's schools over here where there's some coaches where I've had kids tell me some of these coaches making like six yep. figures at these private schools and Literally. they're doing some yep. dumb shit. Like not even like good, you know, like. Like, okay, say what you want about Lenny, but, like, you know, you can still get decent, like, they don't even, like, it's like they got a NASM cert, and then they just go with it. They, or something. Like, I don't even know. It's like, bro, or they're doing the same workout, all the yeah, sports yep. together, the yeah, whole they, semester. It's just a whole bunch of high rep shit. They're doing power cleans, of course, terrible they, form, Pu- uh, full body every day, even though they're four days a well, week. They, they apply oh just, I'm just like, bro, standard, what the like you said, fuck? NASM. Uh, your standard group training principles. And unfortunately, yeah. even with the new equipment that those kids have, that, that's probably what they're doing right now uh, with IBJI. It, it's not a knock against yeah. them, but I think it's, a lot yeah. of people, like kind of what brings us here with me, Christoph, and Lexi, a lot of people, it, they will agree it's hard to implement conjugate in a group setting, especially when you have 40 to 60 people. Oh yeah, the setup. Trying to <laughs> bands well, and chains. Everybody got to have different well, different crazy, shit. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's more. It's what's more crazy work. Is but. What Jackson said is the they don't, They said they don't want to do the reverse hypers because there's too many kids. Now they got five reverse hypers. We had five. We would get oh, more God. than one team in there at a time and still get yep. our reverse hypers, and we'd have basketball Ooh. and football training at the same time. It's. Well, you guys kind of do yeah. like a, a circuit style, kind of like just some kids are doing we, their belt squat, right? While we, yeah, do high I feel like we kind of did it in phases. You know, had kids come in there for their main lift, and then we sent them over to like circuit style for accessories, and then you had yeah. another group coming in starting on that main mm. lift. Yeah. I, yeah. Tw- I, the way no, Christoph and Lexi refined it, it, it I, in my opinion, it was the textbook way to run high volume. We had that. It's it's simple. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) How did you guys do with your jump or what? Yeah, I didn't hear you. I said, how how would you guys run your jumps since you had that many kids? Like, would some people just do box jump and some people do broad? Somebody be on the jump mat. Like, how we would have them all start at different spots? So there were even times where we had so many kids where we'd start. I would have a group, and any any female athlete that walked in or any kid that wasn't specifically with the team, we'd be like, all right, you guys are starting on core. We're going to do this. And then that kind of evens up the groups in terms of, you know, kids waiting to do box jumps or to do dumbbell jumps. So it just kind of slowed up that that line of waiting because we just split the kids up from there. Yeah. So towards towards the beginning, we would do uh, – towards the beginning, we would just do our jumps in the warm-up. <clears throat> and then once I started – digging a little bit more into Jared and seeing all of his shit and, you know, his crazy athletes. I was like, fuck, we got that. We got that mm-hmm. jump mat. So towards the end, we started <laughs> yep. doing like a box jump variation, a dumbbell jump variation. And then coming back um, after the main movement and trying to break whatever we set in the warm up, whatever record that was. Um, okay. And that's actually what we did with our pro mm-hmm. guys or not our pro our, uh, Combine guys this year, me and Lexi, we worked with them, and shit. It I worked mean, it really worked well, well, actually. Yeah. How much um, quad work, 
would you almost guys do none athletes compared to posterior chain stuff? Yeah, I guess I would. Ch- I would change that too. Towards towards the end, I would have changed that because now, honestly, I don't know. I do a little bit more quad work yeah. for myself. Um, because I do too, and I realize how weak my yeah, my quads have become sure. because I yeah, focus too much doing... on posterior chain. <laughs> Especially when you don't oh, yeah. play sports anymore, mm-hmm. you realize you were getting yeah, a lot 100%. of quad work playing sports. I guess I would change that. I know Lexi does. <laughs> Lexi, you do more quad yeah, work, Yeah, right? just because with powerlifting, like, I learned very quickly from the beginning that, you know, doing your traditional box squat, like, obviously it serves its purpose. But when you're just trying to get to depth and be in, like, the strongest position possible, um, you're going to need more quad work to do that anyway. And so it became – just trying to be more balanced yeah. and not throwing away the fact that I need to do, you know, my reverse hypers and my hamstring curls and all other stuff, but just making sure I still had a heavy amount of quad work in yeah. that, in my program too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think also with those, when you, the, yeah. the West side guys yeah. are all in gear and it's, you could, the form of that is so much similar to a box squat where you sit back. So you still don't need the quads as much as you do with the raw lifters. And I'm doing raw. Like, yeah. I, like I said, you're doing raw. You do you compete raw as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. So like you need quads. You can't ignore quads. And that was that's been my mistake. Like I'm gonna have my first meet next month, but the next one after that is gonna be a focus Literally. more and more on quads. And like, and like, like that shit is non-existent. Pattern, you had to change so much. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I swapped back. Like that was the like, first. It looks thing. like a like, fall. Okay, I can't <laughs> so I even started doing box squats less. Like I think I did a box squat like last week for the first time, and I don't know how long. Um, but then that just goes back to like there's so many ways mm-hmm. to implement the conjugate method, and like you said, start off very textbook, very following it by the outline. But there's so many different ways to still be conjugate yeah. and not be box squats twice a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, mo- right, yeah. What Did you guys um, yeah. always so, box squat the kids? The, yeah. We started for, putting in more free stuff. Yeah, towards the end, we did start messing around with some free squats. Honestly, I liked, for the most part, I don't like max effort for the athletes on yeah. free squats because none of them get depth. I like yeah, Anderson yeah. squats, uh, pin squats, stuff like that. But for the yes, dynamic yes. work, yeah, we would mm-hmm. – uh, me and Lexi would throw it in and just go lighter percentages like 35, 40, 45, or 40, 45, 50, just to get some free squat work in. Now, would you would you do that more with, like, football guys? Because, you know, like, the basketball players – they're usually even worse with lifting and they don't get tested at all. Basically like football players do. So like, I see no point in free squatting, but what did you guys, like if you had basketball, well, I know you had so big groups, so you probably kind of had them all do kind of, kind of the similar. So I don't know how that would work. The advancement that yeah. they were with us. So there were kids where it would just be like, right. here's the, here's the warm up, go. And I could just turn my back and, they're coaching kids and they're doing the workout at the same time, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. So it was more so we would implement right. the free right. squats with uh, the more advanced kids, um, which, okay. which towards the end, I started to do more free squats with like our, like we had seventh and eighth graders coming to us. I started doing it a little bit with them. Cause I heard what Jared said, mm-hmm. like, you know, that builds that, you know, that musculature and everything yeah. like that. 
which which I thought really did help. Like yeah. that's that was a really good uh, point that he made. Plus, he he said that he's making the point where like their numbers. He's like, I saw when I would do the free squat. Yes, their numbers will go down, yeah, but yeah, if it's an early it age kid, yeah. the numbers don't matter it, too much. It's just building and that free base. squat. Yeah, you know, especially with like a beginner, you know, yeah. a kid that's never lifted before. Let's say, you know, you you try to teach them a squat on a box, they might just plop to it. Free squat. That yeah. that helps them. You can use like a box right, to, yeah. to get a level for depth, but that helps them drive down to the bottom of that hole and then drive out of it without having to plop and reset constantly. <clears throat> and right, right. Now, if you guys had like we have the winning belt squat, would you do more of that than just yeah, a regular yeah. free squat, or would you still free squat with a? No, I would. So at the wait, what at the facility we have a we have a pitch arc. I mean, pitch arc's a piece of shit, but (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a piece of shit. (laughs) Like you can can fucking load that thing with a thousand pounds and do five reps and be like, I'm a beast. Like nothing. (laughs) A thousand pound squatter. Like a leg press. (laughs) Like a leg press. But yeah, we we uh, we use that uh, for. You know, the squatting. winning Especially it feels like, like one thirty five when you got one thirty five. Mm. Okay. Um, how much connective tissue work would you guys do? Like all the band and hamstring curls every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you do abs and obliques every day too? Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. Day. We would uh, yeah. at the end of at the end of the workout or start depending on how we would have to space out groups. Yeah, we would always hit abs like. Towards the end, I think we started going like one day is like body weight core just because the kids like it. And then we do like a heavier ab and a heavier oblique and kind of rotate like that. For the kids that needed to gain size, you're like, okay, this kid, I feel like his numbers would just be better if he just, he literally needs more size. Like, would it be both? days for the lower and both days for the upper you're going to do higher rep work or would you still do like one day where like okay let's say they're doing nordic curls one day it's for five and one day it's for 10 to 12 like how would you guys organize that or how did you organize so primarily they would their accessories would all pretty much be the same um besides you know one kid if kids has a messed up shoulder you know whatever it is we would change it, but primarily mm-hmm. it would all be the same. For a kid that need more size, honestly, we really didn't yeah. change much. Um, mm-hmm. We really didn't change much. Yeah, right, we didn't really Larson? change anything. I mean, I think, I think over the summer when we were dealing a lot with football, like a majority of the time we did like that little nutrition, like this is what you should try to do to gain weight and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it was like programming. Right. We didn't really change too much on our end. I don't think we ever really neglected any phases of strength. Like there's always a hypertrophy exercise in there for depending on what muscle group in each ex- in each workout. Yeah. You know, and we always were trying to hit strength okay. and hypertrophy in the important muscle groups, you know, lats and triceps for upper, hamstrings, glutes for lower, quads, uh, just regardless, depending on the day. But all, uh, I feel like we always had a really hot, uh, hard accessory. So like a reverse hamstring curl for like five or six reps and then – uh, usually at the end of the workout, that's mm-hmm. where that hypertrophy work would be getting connected tissue work as well. Okay. Um, when you guys 
Now, Jackson, like, when you do an FRC, like, would you have them all line up and they're doing cars? Would you do any pails and rails with them maybe after the workout? <laughs> or is it just kind of like cars for them as um, a warm Like, how, so how in are the you group treating setting it? That was, that was challenging because, especially when it was new to kids, it was hard for them to take it seriously. So we, we usually kind of just got in the yeah, habit right, of right. if there's injured kids, they'd be sent over to me and we'd work on some stuff. Or depending on if the kid wanted to do mobility before the workout or after the workout, they just come over to me and I'd take them through the stuff individually. And, and, um, you know, we implemented Uh, stuff like hip cards and shoulder cards in a group setting and the kids that took it seriously and, and knew how to do it. They would just do those as a warm up on their own or do that stuff on their own time. But with, with the, for the about a year and a half, I was there coaching the FRC stuff. It, it kind of depend. It depended on the kid and how much the kid wanted to get into it because it was just when they're all together trying to do something. Yeah. It's just it's like goofy. Yeah. They're goofy. I mean, Even with trying to teach them a lift all together. Yeah. Goofy, but yeah. I mean, you had a handful of kids that actually, <laughs> right, right. you know, came in those few times a week to do in the pails and rails and stuff. But it was like those kids that like sought out to be doing more with you. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause you, right. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean for that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's to get a lot out of it, you got to be really detailed because you can kind of cruise through and it's real easy. But exactly. when you're like struggling to breathe and you're sweating, then you get something out of it. So I can imagine that group setting when, oh, somebody else right. jumps squat. Like, well, the I just want to go do that. Yeah, the younger. <laughs> like, teaching them how to do it one on one, and then when you have like a group of five or eight, you can since you know let's say Christoph knows how to do his hip pills and rails, I can you know tell them to go do that in the group setting, but if it wasn't taught to them individually, they just didn't get they didn't know how to do it. It's confusing there's a lot to it um you know the cars are a little easier to teach there's a lot more things that are going with pills and rails, but you know what the kids that put put the time into it they're the ones that you know, they're able to show more interest to it and they had a higher chance of attaining to do it. Would you do any um, oh, yeah. of like the liftoffs and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember on, all the terminology. The kid, but... you know, they always <laughs> yeah, would you do, do any fun, cool stuff that they see on Instagram, like the liftoffs and, and the hovers. Um, but depending mm-hmm. on how much the kid came mm-hmm. to me to work with him, I progressed them. You know, there's there's a few kids that I'm still working whether if it's remote or in person that I started coaching at Carmel and we're still building upon their mobility and their strength, oh, wow. uh, uh, progressions. So, but, you know, but I'm not oh, just okay. going to have a kid do liftoffs if he doesn't understand how to disassociate his hip from his lower back. So, you know, they're better right, off right. just getting in with the group training. You know, if we can get those kids stronger, that's the most important thing. Um, it, it, it really, if you want to move better, that depends on the individual. You can't, you can't make someone want to do something. Right. Right. Um, what, what were your target areas or the ones that you felt like you needed the most work with most? In, in terms sports? of FRC? Uh, definitely. So the spine yes, yes. is very hard to teach. So I would put the spine as most important, but just for, mm-hmm how much the kids were getting out of it. It was, it was hips and shoulders, uh, scapula, uh, shoulders. So separating their shoulder from their scapula and this and vice versa. And then of course the hip, uh, 
any any individual in the world if you have a if you're working if you're walking you have a, a usable hip you can benefit from moving moving your hips better whether you're a power lifter basketball player football player that's the cool thing about the frc especially doing it in the group setting you teach someone how to enhance their individual components with their hip motion you know they can t- apply that to building the strength and applying that applying that strength to force production and speed so and i don't want to say that just one ac- exercise is going to enhance all those three things but for something that's complicated if you can teach someone one thing teach them how to do that really well so a hip and a shoulder car that's that's two things they have but but def right go ahead go ahead um how oh sorry go ahead. i was gonna say how important you think it is uh for like strength coaches or just you know facilities to have someone that uh, has FRC or FRA I think or FRR. It doesn't always have to. It doesn't have to be FRC. That's my my opinion of what for mobility, what works best in injury prevention. But having someone, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, not <laughs> that acknowledges the importance of recovery and learning how to move your body properly. That, that's 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 crucial. Um, I, I don't believe in making someone squat a specific way. Everyone should be able to express a squat differently, but having someone that can identify like, hey, like you're, you're not able to get out of the hole because in your squat because of your lacking hip rotation and that's putting too much demand on your trunk and that's why you're folding over. Having someone that can identify that hmm. and then giving them a tool hmm. to fix it is important. Well, now, whether that's a car or any other type of mobility exercise, if it works, it works. And and uh, and that's where we are as strength coaches. With you know, it's not necessarily injury prevention; it's just mitigating the injury, and you're enhancing the individual components. Now, for, from for at least for me, talking to a lot of FRC people, I mean, my girlfriend's actually certified in it too. Like to me, and like talking to John Quinn, it's like I feel like FRC solves a real problem with way your body moves. Whereas a lot of other, you know, chiropractors, physical therapists, I think a lot of times it's too much of the feel-good stuff that doesn't fix the real problem that causes you to have to keep going back to them. But I feel like the FRC will actually progress you to actually move better permanently. Like, you have to keep doing it, but, you know, there's some, you know, like doing all the Kelly Sarret stuff or the banded stretching. Um, I just feel like those may prime you to lift, but you're still not, like you said, if you don't have a hip, and you're putting everything in your low back, you're not going to fix yep. it permanently um, by doing that stuff. So you brought up something huge. It's, it's the difference between active and passive mobility or, or recovery. Like yeah. PT or Cairo, if I come in and crack your back, right. that's something I'm doing to you. You know, If I crack your back and then show you how to move your spine, right. that's something you get to take home and use for the rest of your life. And people rely, to, people right. rely on passive exercises too much to try to improve movement, which is hundred percent active. Um, so uh, FRC, it really is that it, it bridges that gap between injury and performance and it's forever continuous whether if you're on the injury end of the spectrum or if you're on that high elite performance end of the spectrum, it like you've probably heard from John Quint before you can take a 75 year old male and a 17-year-old male, and you can 
both have them in that same class, but they're on different ends of that spectrum. And, and as long as you understand the principles and the same kind of goes for conjugate, right? I'm a, I'm going to be a future physical therapist. There's going to be PTs that are crazy thinking I need to put people on reverse hypers, GHDs. If, and I'm like, well, <laughs> why is age or why is something else reason to not make that person strong? Mm-hmm. So an FRC teaches you how to be right. strong. It teaches you how to use your body, move your body in space if you're under a barbell, you're still moving your body in space. And, right. and, uh, and Christoph and Lexi both, you know, they implemented it in their own practices and with their coaching. Yeah, I feel like even, even yeah. if it comes down to, like, not necessarily having someone in-house that's, like, that's their sole responsibility. But I think even just with me and Christoph being able to work with Jackson and actually having him show us how to do tails and rails for our own benefit. Like just having the slightest understanding of what's supposed to be happening. Like we've been able to use it with other people, like just understanding a shoulder car, understanding how to move your scapulas, understanding tow cars, like that little stuff like that, being able to pass that along, even though it's not as in depth, I think carries over because then we are able to bridge that gap between learning how to move and then going right into how to make this person stronger while implementing that new movement we've you know helped them gain for sure um for dynamic day would you guys always do speed squats and speed deads did you do one or the other or depending on the person would you do kind of like how jared does where he just does heavy sets of no, so we we primarily followed uh, pretty much what Westside does, you know, speed squats, speed deads, and then towards the end, like we would do, we would do our speed squats, our speed deads, superset it with a jump, like I was saying, trying to break whatever you hit in the warm up, um, and then that third week for me personally, like my training, I like to do a good morning, like a speed good morning, um. And then for the kids, I'll do like a heavy single leg, like a like a reverse lunge, like a safety squat bar, reverse lunge. You gotta break it up. Or safety squat bar. What's up? Gross. You hear me? Yep. Fuck. Let's see if everybody else joins. Uh, okay, I hear you better here. Good. We back? Okay. Lexi's Just waiting on Lexi. Yeah, she's here. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> no. Fuck. Can Can oh, you not shit. hear Lexi? There we are. Wait, now it's here. I'm here. Wait, Lexi. We're good. Okay, there we go. Okay, all right. All right, speed squad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. You said sometimes you yeah, do speed yeah, okay. good morning. Yeah, that's right. Saying. So that's for my at. personal training, I started I started doing uh, fucking speed good mornings on like my third week instead of the deadlift, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. But for the kids, we would do like a two week wave of deads, and then uh, towards <clears> the end, we started doing like a heavy single leg, like a safety squat bar, good mor- or a, not a good morning, a reverse lunge, mm-hmm. or a Bulgarian split squat. You know where their hands are on the posts. Not like fucking holding the bar because that shit's super unsafe. You know what I mean? Like just a straight bar, but yeah. like a safety squat bar. Um, yeah. Uh, what What about you, Lex? What did you do with the girls? 
Um, so for the girls, it was just a little different because, I mean, in terms of like actually trying to run a dynamic wave, I had like a handful that I could actually run full waves with. Um, so for a lot of them, it was just just rep work, um, especially for the upper days. Like the lower days were a little bit better. Um, and I had quite a few more girls I could run full waves with. But for upper days, it was like... Mm-hmm. You know, their 50% is, like, the bar. So, I'm like, all right. So, I'm just – I'm going to run them hmm. through um, dumbbell bench press for time or going uh, eight reps at flat, eight reps at incline, eight reps at, you know, a little bit higher or doing floor press or whatever it is just so hmm. we can build up that strength to actually be able to run uh, – to actually run a wave. Yeah. And, and we sometimes right. – there is kids that are inconsistent with it, and we might not have had maxes – like their maxes on file. Right. So we would just, with those kids, right. we would just preach bar speed and be like, how easy was that? That speed looked great. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can add five or 10 more pounds? To see if you can move it at the same rate. You know, we didn't have Tendo units. No. You guys didn't have no, a Tendo. No, right. Okay. Yeah. That shit is beautiful. We just got ours like three Congrats. or four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing I don't understand why Louie uh, kind of bags on it because it's direct feet it yeah direct hey, feet and it's like it's like <laughs> the jump mat like right you, you look at it and you're like i know he, they don't use that either though. crazy tom told me he said that shit is in the corner i said <laughs> direct, what the fuck direct feedback <laughs> they only box them that's basically what yeah, they do so, they only box like them. i said it's direct feedback you look at it, you're like mm-hmm. shit i gotta jump higher shit i gotta move the bar faster <laughs> right yeah yeah he said because the dudes figure out how to how to cheat, I guess, the bar speed. I guess they may be doing what, like, Jared's kids will do, which my kids do, too, which I feel like is actually good, where they almost are kind of jumping uh, at yeah. the top. <laughs> but to me, if you're an athlete, a lot of them don't do triple right. or full extension, or they don't put the hips through. So, actually, I feel like that's good. But, yeah, I don't get – because he's like, well, you got to move the bar between point six between, you know – between point six and point eight, and I'm like, but you're guesstimating, right, exactly. man. If you don't have the tendon, like I don't care what I like. What, me and my lifting partner, we thought we were moving the bar, and then we got <laughs> the tendon. It's like, oh shit, we gotta drop the percentage. Like that's gonna make your training better. It's like, you know, you're dragging ass. Oh yeah, that third week, what the fuck? Yeah, especially on the free squad, we were like, oh yeah, that's, shit. That's why we started implementing lower percentages. Like we we rarely did. 40, yeah. Or uh, 50, 55, 60 with the kids. Yeah. It would be more like 40, 45, yeah. 50, yeah. Um, 45, 50, 55 around there. Would you ever do, um, like Bird likes to do, he likes to do 35, 40, 45 just bands for explosive uh, strength? We weight. messed around with that a little bit. But not um, like consistently. Yeah, yeah. We weren't religious about it. Like, like, I like to do that, like, when we were, mm-hmm. like, getting back into speed squats. Yeah. Like, take the football guys, for instance. Like, they had this, they have, like, two, three weeks off before, uh, you know, they come back to train after a season. So then that that first mm-hmm. week, we would mess around with, you know, a lot of band or a lot of change, just speed squatting like that. Okay. How often – okay, for – Speed day. How often were you guys using bands on the bar for the squats and deads? Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, I. I mean, in my opinion, I don't see why the hell you would use chains for deads. But chains or or bands on the squat. Like, would you rotate it or was it like okay? Most of the time we're using bands. You know, sometimes would, we use a chain. We didn't have. We had straight bars and camera bars, so it would be 
it would be straight bar band mm. then camera bar chain then straight bar chain hey. camera yeah. bar band okay just and then tape. okay okay you guys didn't have any well, SSBs. I mean, we had the, two because they were yeah, fucking yeah. in mine for my garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the special kids have to use those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. our advanced guys are advanced. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> and what was the? You know, we percentage? tried to be around twenty-five, but in reality, um, mm. honestly, we saw. So usually, about a four hundred pound squatter was a double red, and then yeah. anything under that, we would go a double micro. Mm. Um, and then mm. if they were kind of over that, then we would go, uh, the double red and a light chain or a double red and then a single micro or something like that. Okay. What about the deadlifts? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. The deadlifts were kind of cool. Cause we could go a little bit, a little bit more, uh, band tension. We would go more like 30 in my mm. opinion. And for the deadlift, how often would you guys like you? So you're still doing your twos, you know, heavy doubles, heavy triples, something like that. But are you doing a lot of sumo, conventional, or trap bar? Sumo and deadlift, and we would most? do we would run fives just because of time constraints. Yeah. We do we do five by five okay. squat, four by five dead. Um, we never okay. use a trap bar. <laughs> yeah, fucking those trap bars just sat there. and Carries and obliques. Yeah, that was literally all we used for. <laughs> uh, I know they're big on the trap bar at the high school right now. Yeah, that's yeah. all they care about. Why do you guys not like? Why do you guys you not? Know, use in my trap opinion, bar? I think everyone should when they deadlift, they should deadlift sumo, um, just to learn it, learn the deadlift. Yes, yeah. And then you can start messing around with the trap bar, but like, it, it's just so it, the sumo deadlift, in my opinion. Is probably the most important thing in sport because it's all that lateral, you know. I mean, it's sure. just building those glutes, those hips. I'm just thinking more you of like, can't... like carryover, like the trap bar yeah, the doesn't carry really over carry into... over too much. I'm not saying it's completely useless, but in terms of like how much we're trying to get done and the amount of time we have, most of these kids, the trap bar is a waste of time. Yeah, I feel like the the trap bar is good for almost like a future method because you can get like 60, 80 more pounds, but like it's a, you know, it's like yeah. you said, a mm-hmm. tester, not a builder. It's a great way to vary your maxes, yeah. especially if you want to pull conventional with a different yeah. bar. But, but there's things, if, right, you don't, right. if you don't sumo deadlift, if you don't deadlift wide, there's things that you can mask as an athlete, in my opinion, that can increase your chance for injury. You yeah. know, a sumo deadlift, wide, a wide stance right, box right. Running, that builds your groin and it builds more hip. You can just muscle through your trap bar deadlifts, yeah. but if they can't pull yeah, sumo yeah. the same as they can trap bar, we don't need to be trap bar deadlifting. Right. No, when you guys do um, your box spots, I know like Jared and Blake, I think even maybe Bird sometimes, they do a lot closer with their squat, like a uh, feet stance, because he said, it builds leg drive and it helps with, especially in the 40, a lot more than a wide stance will. And a lot of kids can't push the floor apart and keep their knees out when they do the wide stance. Yeah, that's a, that's, an, that's another thing I wish like, we would have done. But like towards the end, we started to, you know, every other way we would fuck with the stance. We'd go wide, close. It's, it was interesting because right. mostly kids that squatted wide couldn't really squat close. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were like, it's impossible. 
That was that was That's very, me. very interesting <laughs> I because I feel in my training it's the exact opposite. I can squat wide, but once I, you know, or I can squat, I can squat wide, and then when I once I go close, it's way easier. Oh, that yeah, I mean, difficult. just like yeah, thinking about that transition weak. from doing yeah. box squats and then powerlifting and having to <laughs> narrow my stance in, like it took me a, a good minute to just gain power in that closer position. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's more range yeah, of motion. It's, too. it's definitely a lot more on the knee and yeah. the ankle, um, and and the quads. You know, back to quads, yeah. and I feel like people misinterpret yeah. the emphasis on posterior chain with conjugate. Because if you if you're truly doing conjugate, you're always assessing for weaknesses. If your quads are weak. You need to be training those in your accessories, right? right. So it, it it's not that right. we neglect it. It's just it's probably not the f- emphasis of our max effort lifts that you see initially. At least what we were doing with the beginning of the kids, yeah. only having them squat wide and, and pull wide. Yeah. Um, how often would you guys do some type of uh, front squat for maxes or for speeds? Like for me, I just have a front squat with um, the SSB turned around. Because I just feel like most of yeah. the time their wrists are either fucked up or they have them shoulder mobility to do it. But I'll throw that in. But I haven't done speed weights with it. But I know sometimes Jared – well, he doesn't do speed weights. But, you know, like his higher volume, he'll he'll do it with that. Which never, you guys ever play no, around we that, never, never did a I mean, I think squat. once never. we started getting those kids that were going to college, like we started implementing things we knew, even if we believed in it, doing it consistently, they were going to have to do it when they got to school. So we started putting that stuff in. But – Right. Really okay. Play around yeah. with that, with like the definitely of the kids. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with the like Olympic lifts. Like when we had kids going to school, yeah. we would we would just teach it just because we know like, hey, they're gonna go there, they're gonna do it. We we don't want to look like idiots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Personally, using right, the right. safety squat bar, flipping it around for front squats, I, I think that's the best way to do it unless someone needs to do Olympic lifting. Yeah. And needs to be in that. Elbows right, up, yeah. shoulders in yeah. front squat position. Because um, when you flip that safety squat bar around, right. that puts so much more emphasis on their, t- on their torso, on their trunk when they're squatting. Yeah, for so sure. it's a totally different squat. Yeah. A front squat yeah. is just, it's, it's a look. You know, do you, and do you, like you said, do you have the shoulder and wrist mobility to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, so much good places. When I, I tried, because when I was uh, probably like 20, 21, I did some Olympic lifting and I remember it was like probably like three, four months ago. I went to do, I was like, all right, let me do a front squat, just regular straight bar. And I tried to do it like a little bit. So I realized like, bro, my yeah. wrist, like, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten bigger. And so it's like, I'm tighter in a lot of places. I was like, fuck that. Let me grab that. I like, squat the, bar. I like the Zercher harness for the front squats. Mm-hmm. That, that's. Oh yeah. 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 I haven't had my kids do it, but. I do it. I think when nah, it, I, may, when it came, I may want to start playing around down with that to like too. when we got to put in that big order of equipment instead of doing the camber bars, I wish we would have done the safety squat bars. Yeah, yeah, we. I regret that. Safety squat bar is the number one bar. I think I use. Yeah, for sure. Always. I mean, I think it's just the like the carryover. Yeah. From, like I'm just thinking, like for me and then the athletes that we actually get to work with now at EFT and having them use the safety squat bar, like it just it's giving you that emphasis on on the quad just because the bar is just placed differently on your body um it changes your movement pattern like the safety squat bar was the Mm. biggest thing for me in learning how to um become a raw squatter 
because of how I'm having to carry that weight. So I think mm. just that bar alone would have helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, force and it makes you stay mm-hmm. upright. And like you got to stay upright like, like crazy. Thinking about when we switch from doing box squats to free squats, and like if you're trying to go wide and sit your ass back with the safety squat bar, you're you're folding over no matter how you're folding over. Yeah. And so it, it like you said, it teaches yeah. you that upright yeah. trunk position. And in my opinion, in season, like especially if you got a high level athlete, say football player, he's sore as hell but still wants to get a lift in, it's 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 easier on the body. Not like not necessarily the activity is easier, but putting a safety squat bar on your shoulders yeah. is less taxing than having a barbell dig it into your joints. Yeah. Yeah, and if they have a shoulder injury, anything, you can still squat them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so you guys said you didn't do much sprinting, or you wish you would have did more earlier. Did when you started implementing any, like, what would you guys so do? So on on Fridays would be our day where it's like our fifth day. So most of the kids would come. Uh, really, the kids that cared would yeah. come, and we would start we would start messing around with with some contrast sprinting. Like, uh, you know, Prowler, Prowler mm. for time and then non-timed, uh, 10s, 15s, stuff like that, sleds, mm. bands, things like that. That's what we would – that's what I started to pick up on and do. Um, I don't know. It just made sense to me, you know, to just vary it and try and, you know, always break that record. Tor- towards the end when I was there, I don't know if you guys continue with this, but it seemed like we, we got more into – running tens timing their tens and, and yeah yep just tracking that progress yeah. week to week you know if you're gonna sprint yeah yep yeah. did you guys have a laser you know if you're gonna yeah. sprint someone why not have them have do a few sprints and try to break a record right instead of doing 10 exactly. with sprints All right what would you guys do would you guys do the sprint first would you jump first and how what was the order and then? we would do the the sprint yeah. first any any speed work would uh, in a perfect world would be done first. Yeah, that's what Bird does. Well, that's what yep. now I do. <laughs> um, where was isometric? When you Shit, uh, that's why that's why I loved uh, working at Carmel because it was just it was you know you had to train the kids throughout the whole season. So season, off season, everything you had to deal with everything. So more so, we did ISOs. Mm. Uh, yeah. Season. It was way safer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of a place max of max effort, effort. Yeah, contrast. Or, okay. And, I mean, yeah. you had, priming. You had kids that came on game days or like, you know, I'm playing tonight or I'm playing tomorrow. ISO immediately. We already knew that was what our goal was going to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. What what type of isometric? We like uh, rack pull or the rack uh, the rack deadlifts or whatever with the isos. Uh, benches too. All okay. different positions. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yep. From yeah. one yep. pin into the other pin. We, uh, squats, too. Uh-huh. We did squats, too. We did all of them. Impales and rails. Okay. Impales and rails. Yeah, right, right, right. Pales and rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, would you guys ever do that? Like, okay, let's say it's all season, so you are maximum. Would you do like isos maybe as part of a warm-up or would you do them later on the workout or would you kind of avoid them and save them um, in season? I wasn't opposed yeah. to doing them in season. It would just be more so, like we wouldn't do it 
No, uh, no, yeah, I meant off season because I thought you said sorry. in season you do them yeah, a we lot. Would, yeah, yeah, off season. Yeah, yeah, we would do them uh, off season too. We played around with them, but we wouldn't do them at like I, I know you do them as a warm up. Um, we didn't do it as a warm up or anything like that. We would do it as like sometimes like okay. a secondary, like yeah. say we're weak at the bottom of our box squat. We okay secondary okay. movement superset it with our jump. So we're going right off the box, driving yep. into a pin. Okay, you know okay, I mean? okay. Okay, okay. And then same thing with the bench too. But most of most of our guys were always weak off their chest. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys have the guys that like to drop the bar right <laughs> onto the ribcage shit where they 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 they, they unrack yeah, it and then have yeah, to like, they try to go back up? What what did you guys do to work with that? Because I have like all my basketball players, they that's all uh, they do. We I, call you want to break your shit, like, doing this. Slow the fuck down. Yeah. And then uh, and then we would take so we would take the PVC pipe <laughs> or our uh, ghetto yeah. bamboo bars, <laughs> PVC <laughs> pipes. And oh we yeah, would okay, put, okay. Put bands going back, so when they take it out, they actually have to use their lats, and then control it from there. Mm-hmm. I think oh. we, we stole that from Callous yeah. Tans, I think. Yeah, so the bar won't drift over their face. Yeah. You know, but for kids that just want to want to okay. dive down, that's just yeah. Hey, we would just yell at pull them. Pull that bar yeah. to your chest. Don't don't just let it drop it, <laughs> and hope that they learn from that experience. Because usually when that happens, the chances of you once you're past like ninety five percent, chances of you getting off the chest yeah. are slim. Right. Right. Would you guys do any future method with any of your type of lists? And if so, which ones would you do it more? Like, would it be more squat, more down, yeah. more bench? Um, so at the beginning, we didn't really do – or at the beginning, we didn't have much variation. So we would yeah. do a lot of future stuff. Towards, uh, you know, the middle and the end, mm. I would like to do a, a reverse band squat and a reverse band bench press maybe like two or three weeks before we're about to test so they get used to that weight. Um, you know, it gives mm-hmm. them some confidence going into when we're testing. I know it's not a powerlifting meet, but still, priming for real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's priming. I mean, no, Bird loves doing it. He said it's one of the things that makes it. He thinks it's yeah. the strongest. Yeah, I like, the the, I like it for sure. Um, how much like what like depending on the person. How much over would you be taking a band over their basically what they really could squat? Would it be like fifty pounds more, eighty pounds more? Like what would you do? Yeah, like how like you know like is it just a little band so they only going like twenty pounds more than what they could do? Going up to like a hundred or more? Yeah, it was like we would put the red band like doubled over the top of the pull up bar because we really didn't have like you know pegs or anything up there. Mm -hmm. So I mean. Maybe more than their max. Right. It might have been 20, 30 yeah. pounds more than their max. Or if not, for most kids, mm. like the like the taller kids, it'd be right around their max. <laughs> because when they stand. Oh, okay. Yeah, when they stand. Okay, oh, you just yeah, kind of working like, in. There's like no tension at the top, but like, you know. <laughs> we also we played around with the future method for speed waves, too. We would do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, we like okay. that. We're gonna uh, try that. We would go like, so when the football guys would hit closer into uh, like deeper into their summer camp, like closer to season, 
that just taken off load and we could still hit our percentages on our speed squat, it would be – they would love it. Uh, oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. For the bench for speed work, how often would you use bands versus chains? I do not use bands at all with my kids just because of personal experience. I feel like they can't do it. I use a lot of chain and their speed is good. I know that bands are superior, but I feel like for the bench, if you're not really good at already benching, I just feel like they're just going to slam it down to their chest and be really slow. Now, like, what, I mean, what were you guys? I think it was kind of like so, the same yeah, as like ahead, how we did it with the, with the squats. We tried to just keep it in like a revolving door of what we were doing. But I do know that like if benching is definitely something you have mm-hmm. to like – get down like what's going to work for you like in terms of like having an arch or not having an arch like going flat footed versus going heels up like it's just one more thing you have to learn so i think chains for sure were easier for them to handle but the bands gave more carryover in terms of force production and carrying over to like their max effort lifts right now were you using 25 percent trying Yeah, trying to, but honestly, mm. personally, I I don't really like bands with my speed bench. I, I'm I like more of a chain more guy. Now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for my speed bench. Have you guys tried both? Oh, I love that. Yeah. I did that recently. Yeah, that was good. We probably you name it. Yeah. <laughs> we probably yeah, we probably been dumb enough to do it. And <laughs> especially for the speeds, I don't, I don't know the, the you know the way Christoph and Lexi would coach it. You know, we, we each coach a little differently. But, I, you know, when I would be working with kids on their speed benches, I would have them with bands. I, I, I tried to emphasize the pause on the chest almost like it was a box mm-hmm. squat. Yeah. Not, not like yeah, an over-emphasis pause, pause but it's – Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you – Like a half, that's just half not gonna a second kind of? Because the band, you're right, it's coming down too fast. And, and if a kid's getting too reckless, that's a safety concern. So they need to know to bring that to their chest right, and then yeah. drive off, not just slam it off like it's the NFL combo. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's. What about with the chains though? Were you were you still pausing, or was it just with the bands? Would you, would you pause? Uh, I would like to see a pause with even if it's free. I weight. think I really only just emphasize yeah. the pause okay. if I know that they're having a hard time with the bouncing aspect. Like, uh, like I can mm-hmm. remember. Right now, like Will. All right, so I'm going to change that then. <laughs> he would, yeah, even he if would, we had yep. him with a PVC pipe, we had him with a strip bar, he's bouncing it off his chest. So for a kid like him, mm-hmm. it's like we need yeah. to be like, I need to have a pause on the chest so that it's like a reflect <laughs> of, all right, I have all this energy. Now I'm pressing it the opposite way. Yeah, and a half second pause to him was not even a pause. It was exactly, exactly. What you said. At least he's breaking yeah. up the energy. <laughs> <laughs> how um how how often would you guys do like dumbbell uh benching for maxes or speed yeah. weights? Would you ever do that? Like maybe if the kids is beat up, or would you just ever do Hon- it maybe more? In honestly, season? like I know like people are big into dumbbell work, but shit, I I barely ever touch dumbbells. I mean, we did. I felt like I never got any carryover from personally. I felt like I never got carryover, so we would. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Don't say that's what man. we go. <laughs> He's like, go on that bench. Let me see what you do with dumbbells. Let me go to kids, 20, 30 kids in a group. Dump, there just wasn't enough dumbbells. We had right, right. Dumbbells. Yeah. 
No, we would we would Different. still do it though. I like a lot of time. time. Doing things, I like a lot of time. Ten, whatever. Time is cool. We we focus more on the hypertrophy work with dumbbells. Yeah, we never really maxed. And uh, varying okay. their right. their pressing angles, so decline, incline, different forms of incline. Is there any oh, yeah. uh, standing yep. or Z press or you know any type of push yeah. press push yeah, jerk? So- Would you guys do that? So and who was allowed? To, end, we were getting freaky we at the end. on our Fridays. <laughs> yeah, we were we were going crazy. So our our dynamic our dynamic lower, or our dynamic upper days, we were going our speed bench, and then we would do like a speed shoulder press slash push jerk, you know, variation, uh, band no bench. For how many so how many sets bench, and reps would you do? That? I like six sets of five, and then afterwards, I would usually yeah. go like four sets of three or four sets of four. Um, and then super, and no, that's for athletes too. that wouldn't be, and I superset it. Yeah. I superset it with the upper body, oh, you doing- plyo, whether that be like a, like a jump mat variation where I'm doing like a plyo pushup or a depth, depth of plyo pushup, whatever it is. And then, yeah. Or med ball work. That's what I do. I don't know. Now, yeah. Burt Matt plyo. Yep. Have you done yeah, that with your it. kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- now that, who you get that, that from? Like, I, I haven't, I haven't like seen that. I, I've never heard of that. And it was like, all right, we're going to. Yeah. And we, we would only do it with the kids <laughs> that like, like that. were consistently coming because we knew that we could explain something to them and they would grasp what we're trying to do. Right. And yeah. so it was like, all right, I want you to push yourself up as high as you can. Keep your arms right. straight. Let's see what happens. Or um, jumping, putting your yep. hands off the box, on the mat, back on the box as fast as you can. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, do you follow uh do you follow Fowler Fitness? I I think my gym page does. I don't think I do. Yeah, I know the symbol, I know does. the name. But something about it, I don't know if the Instagram wasn't that good, so I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna try there's to go down a, page and try to find he's stuff. A fucking, he <laughs> knows his shit and I just, I just basically, you know, kind of took what he took and I, I just tracked my upper body plyos. Um, just like a jump, you know what I mean? And then you could do like a reactive thing where it shows, you know, your ground contact time or your height, mm-hmm. whatever you do. Yeah. But I, mean, I think it's a, I think it's a cool way to do it. It's a great way to, to objectify your upper body force development. You know, I know you got met yeah, ball throws, that but. How much right. are you actually? Right. So I'm saying yeah. you got Unless that, you got that measuring like, one. I don't why you know, have, you ever found that? Um, seeing, using the jump mat or, you know, track. Other things. Too many people say you cheat, and I'm like, but if you cheat right. and you right. keep going in numbers, right. you're still yeah. jumping yeah. high, so like, why do you care? Like, right. What the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> the, cra- the crazy thing is, is you can cheat with the fucking, yeah. the jump, the vertex, too. You just you just tuck your shoulder blade down, you're shorter. Yeah. And then you <laughs> jump higher. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like we, tra- we trained our, uh, the pro guys, and tuck what do we tell them? The pro day? Tuck your fucking shoulder blade down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not too late Get now. that job. Like, hey, you ain't jumping as high when we signed you. It's too late. <laughs> I'm on contract hey, now, I baby. Like the, the jump mat more than the. Mm. I forget the other name. I think it's it. more accurate. It, it measures yeah. ground reaction time. It measures Vertex. ground force production. You know that's this, running. Mm. Running isn't how far you're throwing a med ball or how high mm. an object you can touch. Running is how much force you're putting into the ground at that given moment. And in the jump mats, it's great. It's right, how, that's how yeah. Louis gets, you know, he uses the explanation of how 
Usain Bolt and Michael Johnson, they register 1,000 pounds of force with each step. That's with something like a jump mat. It's a force template. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not what other – how often would you guys test? Yeah. yeah, three to four months, right? So we, when we would get them, we'd like to go like a week of, you know, just GPP and then test them uh, the following week and then test them right before the season. It takes too long, too. You can't do that every yeah, month. Yeah, those no. those uh those max days, man. Those are all we did was just bench squat, deadlift, and uh, jump and broad jump. Do all those testing. We we didn't do yeah. really much of a workout after. With the um, but like when you're doing your max effort day versus like when you're doing like your testing week, is your testing week because? Your bench squat deadlift is going to be for one versus like at any other time it'd be for like two, no. three, four, uh, five. We would do no. We would do singles. Uh, we do ones, twos, threes. Um, but I mean, it would just be like that because the kids would take fucking forever it's and like hike a, each other yeah. up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. But what about your jumps? Are you yeah. guys were you oh, still yeah. testing that like yeah, a yeah, jump yeah. variation every yeah. week? We though, had too? our traditional the vertical, okay. the broad, for okay. testing, but. You know, there is always every week some sort of like, hey, we're trying right. to break a record with jumping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we we had right. a record board and okay, Jesus Christ, yeah. if I if if I had a penny for every time a kid told me that oh they talked God. about the record board in school, I, I wouldn't have to work right it was now. Honestly, annoying. And that's just it's just the shame. Like I don't know what mm. the program. The, the, the guys that are in there now with IBJI, I don't know what they're doing, but I'm 95% confident that they're not, not measuring ch- progress. Though. Maybe they're checking their one rep max, but there's so many ways to measure progress. It should be, it's, it's competitive. Like every week an athlete, you need to be trying to get them to compete yeah, I mean, if they're not in the, season. That was the thing that I think yep. that made what we were doing so effective. Right, yeah. And it wasn't because we were doing anything super special. It was because we were giving the kids something to work towards like we had guys that would come in and be like oh you jump this well i'm gonna jump this and it's like even if it's not max out week like they're competing with one another and they're putting forth more effort. yeah yeah mm-hmm. there's a, yeah there's always competition <laughs> exactly yep. you either pray or predator better find out which one you are <laughs> so um which um Certifications do you guys have? Are you no guys, uh, special uh, strengths? I have the West Side Athletic no. coaching one, I believe, and then I just have I have my right, uh, exercise yeah, science one, which was a waste of literally. That's what I hear. That's what I see. <laughs> All our interns, same shit. My well, boys don't know the exercise science. There's just, there's just too much <laughs> emphasis on you know that the research is in aerobic training. Um, and there's just not enough in the program about yeah, how to right. teach yeah. strength. You know, they say, oh, do these types of training styles, but there's right. no actual, okay, here's a coaching on a squat. And, and, and if there is, then you get these one, one, one-sided one way of they thinking. They don't know how to coach it, man. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I took, I, to I got it. my personal training certification uh, with the NSCA, and, like, I studied for months for that. <clears throat> And then I get to Carmel, and I'm like, this is none of the shit I just learned on this fucking test. Like, this is – but like, <laughs> I learned way more by being 
in that space. And it's like much uh-huh. as, as much of the work we had to do. Honestly, I think I, I mean, I'm sure Christoph would agree and Jackson would agree that we learned and we were put in a position to learn so much more, so much faster because we were at Carmel, very limited resources at the beginning, and we just had to make it work. Well, well, something yeah. I'm I'm FRC and FRA right. certified, um, but I don't have any other strength and conditioning certification. I, I've thought about trying to get my CSCS. I just don't think I need to. I don't care for it. But something that any certification, I haven't taken West Side, so I can't speak for that. But I feel like a lot of these certifications and definitely these kinesiology programs, there's not an emphasis yeah, on no. coaching. And what Lexi said. We learned with that experience. We were forced with 20 to 40 kids looking at us, and they had to be coached. You know, and, and that's the most important thing. That's right, the most important yeah. part. You know, <laughs> it's just as important as understanding the principles of conjugate and applying that. Yeah, I tell – I usually tell, like, interns right. when we get them at, at our facility, I'm like, you, like they want to work with the pros, right? Everyone wants to work with the pros. Easy. Bro, those <laughs> pros are – you could you could throw you yeah. could throw shit at them and they're gonna get better. Mm-hmm. You know they're high like, level athletes. The the high school kids and younger that's when it's really like oh god this kid fucking yeah can you, this kid's knees can are fucking touching the ground when he's squatting is they're coming in yep. like how are you gonna fix that well, you know what I mean what coach mm-hmm. cues what are you gonna do? Kristoff would say it perfectly you know a kid can't stand on one leg yeah. and chew gum. And you take you take that kid, and then he has a he gets a he's playing Division two football, Division three football, or even he gets a scholarship to play somewhere right. four years later. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to say like yeah, it's, it's cool to say oh, I worked with so and so, and I did this, and they're in the NFL or they're in the NBA, and it's like yeah, that's cool. But we work with kids that literally are walking noodles, and we're having to teach these kids yep. how to how to squat, how to bench, how to deadlift, and like. In our mind, it's like, yeah, we're teaching them these things, but then when the kid goes out on the court on the field and they feel the difference and they see the difference, like that's way more important to me than training someone that's in an NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Yeah, I just want to get a bunch of yeah. people to that elite level. That's that's my shit. Like I wanna be like, you know how I don't well you haven't you haven't been no, down to Deer, but you haven't been down to Georgia, out. have you? Yeah, because like that 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 damn wall is for real. Like that shit of all them D one scholarships. And he shows me the numbers of right. that same kid where he couldn't jump it's literally insane. over textbook and he gets up to 40. Like, yeah. And you do that over and over. Exactly. That is, you know, that dude is better than probably yes, 90% sir. of the strength coaches than most method, of these fucking professional sports. <laughs> training needs to be taught in education programs. People should not be getting 30 to a hundred grand in debt of student yeah. loans without understanding knowing how to make a human into a superhuman. <laughs> it, 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 regardless if you're across the country, right? Because <laughs> right. yeah. uh-huh. they charge yeah. the superhuman it's prices. In, in, it's similar to PT school. Like, they, they don't teach us strength. Fuck. But, you know, you got to figure out, you got to find it on yourself. And, and I, I know that strength is very subjective. Everyone has their own method. But at the end of the day, I, I truly think Louie and guys like Jarrett have it down to a yeah. science. And science is science. <laughs> yeah yeah because i think they're really using it and i think a lot of people are either were taught the wrong way or just because textbooks haven't been updated so people think what is really science applied to strength training is it's just not 
And I think too many people also gimmicky too. They 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 see a cool video, they see a cool exercise, and they think, okay, that's gonna make a person strong. Exactly. But it's really like they know know what elite mm-hmm. athletes just making there's, it look like. Yeah, that's it, gonna get the, you to that. In the level. exercise science, there's no applied, <laughs> there's no applied science into yeah. it. I I I took it. I took physics, but they didn't relate. You know what physics physics to exercise. You know what I mean? Like more force. They they don't relate that. They just it's just another yeah. class. It's, it's like, just okay, yeah. Well, it's, well, if, it's yeah. One of the just, best books you can read to understand physics application of sports is uh, Underground Secrets of Faster Running by Barry Ross. It's short, yeah. sweet. It's like eighty. Keep hearing about that. Eighty pages. Underground. Long, under, okay. Underground. It, it's. Very easy to read, and and uh, I read that book, being like, "Damn, <laughs> I feel like I learned more of this than I did in all the biomechanics <laughs> stuff I had." Oh, right. Yeah. No. It's, hey, it's, how much was it? You said thirty dollars or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Going, I, <laughs> oh I shit! I'm buying that tonight. Uh, don't quote me on the eight piece right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's in that ballpark. We good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had, I had, I remember when I was, when I was still in New York. There's, there's so many because the strength conditioning, like amount of coaches, is so low. So a lot more people go to just like physical therapists, thinking they're they're strength coaches. And I'm like, nah, I know what strength coaches are, and then I know what PTs are. And there was there was dudes that would literally try to tell me, they're like, yeah, NASM is. <laughs> I love how they like to abbreviate it. Okay. But they're like, yeah, that that's the best thing. You know, all the – in the NBA, that's what they use. And this now, I'm like, so no, why are the injuries so hot? Why lower than NFL players? And and then I'll tell – and yeah, and I'm like they, – and they'll be like, oh, uh, the West Side system, that's not made for athletes. That's made for powerlifters. I'm like, so you just told me how little you know about, about West Side. And then I've had dudes that be like – one guy was like, oh, I don't read any of their stuff because there's no uh, bibliography in the back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, there so is. you've never picked up a book because Louis quotes everybody. He references everybody because he says, I did not get this. Right. All mm-hmm. I did was apply it to my population. But I'm like, if you do any research, you know, he now trains mostly athletes going there. And I'm like, I feel like a lot of people have a negative view of Westside or only think it's for powerlifters, but clearly have never done taken the time to actually go into it. Like, I used to train linear. So I know why it fucking doesn't work, but you get like it's night. You there, Callie? You there? Oh shit! You guys still there? Okay, uh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. we. Uh, we good? You there? <laughs> Maybe I lost. You have for cross country, you know, long distance aerobic training. There's a ton of there's a ton of research. But the research when it comes to strength and injury prevention mitigation, it's decades behind. breaking up a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. decades behind. Can you hear us? Fuck. you? <laughs> Jackson, I can't. I can't really hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Well, that's all she wrote for this episode. Sorry about it being so short. It kept taking forever for us to connect in the beginning. Then there was a break off in between. I think it's just because, you know, the app has a trouble time getting one person on, let alone four on the phone at the same time. But, you know, still good content in there. I hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, you can always find me on Instagram. That's K-A-L-I-L underscore S-H-E-R-R-O-D, Khalil Sherrod. 
Uh, if you're a coach or no coach that would like to be on the podcast, DM me there. If you're an athlete that's interested in online or in-person training, training DM me there. Uh, my YouTube page is where you can find a lot uh, the four parts of that of my conjugate seminar that I had. You can always uh, leave a comment, like, subscribe, any of that stuff. If you like the content or want me to post some new stuff, um, make sure to put on those post notifications for the for uh, the podcast and leave a review, like, and subscribe there. Um, if you're a coach that is interested in coming down to maybe speak at the next at the seminar that I'll be having again this year, let me know. Once again, let a lo- let other conjugate coaches know. Um, that you may know that you would like to see and hear come down because, you know, I'll be, I'm going to actually probably be charging this year. So, you know, it's going to be you guys paying for Zoom and in person. So if you got people that you want to hear actually at the seminar, let them know, tell them, Hey, I would like to hear you, you know, so, and just tag them in the comments or tell them to shoot me a DM. Uh, as always stay clean. Peace.